Hey everyone, today is Monday the 28th of August 2017. This is The Gap, episode 385. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey is with me tonight. How you going, Job? Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, how are you feeling after last night's efforts? <laughs> I actually wasn't too bad, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. I, um, what about you? I, well, I drank a, like a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, I was fine. <laughs> yeah. I got up and went to work. I, I got to the end of it. I was like, holy shit, I just drank a whole bottle. <laughs> but to be fair, that wasn't like, that was from like midday. Yep. So, That's true. Yeah. And we did spread it out. We spread it out quite well. Yep. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So we're watching the boxing. Well, a form sort of. of boxing? Uh, well, you know, one of them was a professional boxer. <laughs> one of them was a professional boxer. Yeah. He wasn't doing much those first three rounds, though. It was, it was quite um, uh, dodging or something like that. I'm not too sure. Blocking. You know, you know, actually, did you know I had an, an epiphany? Hmm. I had an epiphany and uh, boxing. Yep. Is why PUBG can't be an esport to me. Okay. Because the problem with boxing, yeah, versus the UFC, right? The UFC, I mean, yeah, fights go to points. And, you know, one of my favorite fighters of all time, George St. Pierre, was a master of the points focused. Like, if he didn't hate you, he would just, he would win without doing all that much damage to you just by repeatedly scoring points on you. It's not very exciting to watch. Uh, the you know the way you score points in, in MMA though is that you, you can score points by like tackling someone to the ground takedowns or like uh, defending takedowns stuff like that. So it's it's different compared to boxing where the way you score points is by like striking or I believe you might score points by negating points uh, like shots. That must be true if the fucking judges really scored eight of those nine rounds for fucking Floyd, considering the first three of them, he did nothing but fucking wait. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, it's not, it's not fun to watch. It's shit to watch. It's mm-hmm. fucking garbage to watch. Uh, every single point scoring focused fucking boxing match is just a endless torrent of fucking bullshit that I hate. I hate to death. And uh, to be 100% honest, I literally only came to watch the fight because it was a social event and I wanted to hang out with you guys mm. as opposed to actual actually watching any boxing because I don't think it's very fucking good. And I especially don't think Floyd Mayweather's fights are very good because, yeah, he, he just he scores points. And this is what PUBG is as an eSport. It's a point-scoring festival. One of the most popular pictures on the Reddit at the moment is a shot uh, of midway through one of the matches uh, from Gamescom last week hmm. where uh, there's like 10 people in this tiny sliver of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all they're doing is they're waiting out so that they can eke out more points by lasting technically longer than everyone else. I don't have a problem with water play. I, I think it's, it's a strategic choice that more often than not fucks you, but it, like when it's your only option... Uh, I, I think you should be able to like not be fucking murdered just because you're trying to swim across from one island to the other. So I, I think they are correct to make you invincible while you're under the fucking water. Um, there's like there's actual skill management involved in being able to swim and not get fucking plinked in the brain every time you come up for air as well. Like you need to like predict when they're not going to be 
aiming at you and stuff like that. There's there's game. There's a game around managing being in the water in player unknowns battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, like in a competitive scenario, like the game will focus on sc- whatever scores you the most points and. Like in the solo match, the guy who won it, the Korean guy who won it, uh, whose name escapes me right now. Evermore. Evermore. Uh, Yeah, he won it by scoring. He was point scoring. He wasn't killing. He was point scoring. Yeah. Uh, And that is why it can't be an eSport. Not because uh, boxing is a sport and it's point there, but boxing had its opportunity to survive as an experience that was exciting to watch and that got people in and that got people into like to buy into the sweet science concept you know the fucking oh yeah but you've got to watch out for all the other things you've got to watch how he manages his stamina oh look at the way floyd blocks look at the way he moves look at the way he dodges it's not about power it's about how he's uh, able to you know outlast everyone it's a strategy he's he's a master strategist. He's playing fucking five D chess while everyone else is playing fucking checkers, etc., uh, etc. Et they needed a hundred years of dudes getting the fucking shit knocked out of them before they like it got to a point where people gave a fuck about the art of boxing. Nobody gives a fuck about the art of player unknowns battlegrounds at this point because it's too too early. It's too young. They need to do something to change it. So it's not about point scoring, but there's, there's no options. There is no option to make it less about point scoring, except to make the like the method that you score points different. And yeah. I suppose, you know, then you like then you risk though weighing kills too high. Where do you find that balance? What's the what's the sweet spot for making kills worth the right amount versus uh, like actually surviving because it is a fucking it's a game about survival mm-hmm. at the end of the day you should like technically you should be rewarded more for surviving longer but the the problem is that's only exciting to the person involved it's not exciting as a spectator event mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah and that's something I talked about a couple months back when they did that first tournament with ESL that the points system was wrong because it turned it into a, uh, or well, I could see it being turned into like exactly what happened over the weekend. It was not about um, getting kills because that's not where the points are at. It's about surviving. So nobody did anything at all that entire game except for hide in bushes or hide in the water. And there was no, there's no reason to engage any enemies. Um, and to be clear, right? Yeah. Though. That is a valid way to play the game, right? Yeah, it is. It is. That's that's that's, that's it, right? Is that that's the way they've set up that game to be played. But also in a tournament environment, that's a legitimate strategy that is not exciting to watch. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what I've been saying this whole yeah. time. But you keep arguing that it's totally an esport. No, it's I, totally an esport. I didn't. Joke. I never said that at all. You I've never said it's an e-sport. esport. I said yeah. it can be. It's it's definitely it can be watchable, but the the form they've got in at the moment needs to change. They need to make kills actually worth it, so that it's it's uh you know you, you're encouraged to actually go out and do something, um, because in its current format, it's it's only based off of I guess your position in the game, but also kills worth what five points. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how many kills you got or if you just fucking hid in a bush for the entire game. Which, yeah, that screenshot you're talking about, um, I don't think any of those people ended up winning. But no. 
the the guy that legitimately won sat outside the blue zone and just healed the entire time. Like he he got four kills across the entire tournament, um, yep. as opposed to, I mean, we we saw what TSM break won the first uh, one of the first solo games on yep. um, like eleven kills or something like that. Um, with you know, actually, it was he was interacting with the game a bit more. But then the this Evermore guy was. His strategy was to, to go to Spawn Island, get as many hills as he could, and then basically crawl his way into the game through the blue zone and just heal the entire time, which is fair enough. He 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 played the game like <laughs> while everybody else is fucking doing other stuff. Like he he made sure that he was playing the points game so that yep. he was in the top ten all the time. Um, yeah, and I don't uh, like. I don't understand why they didn't see this coming. I fucking called this two or three months ago when I saw this, the point system they were going for. And they said, I said they needed to change it. And they didn't. They kept the same point scoring system. These guys figured that out and then abused it. Or I keep saying, well, they've, they've worked it into a way that benefits them, but it doesn't benefit the people watching it at all. Um, and it's not exciting. So, and that transitioned, right? Everybody saw that strategy being used in the solo games. And then that trickled down to duos and then squads where you've got these screenshots of nobody fucking doing anything. Um, and I think it's a really big mistake that they need to learn from and they need to find a better way to, to score the game and more, make it more engaging. And, but, and basically what I'm saying is if, if they want to hire me, I, I'm cool with that. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. To sort out what, their esports problems. What I'm saying is. <laughs> They should totally hire you, 100%. Get that money, but you will never fucking solve it. So oh, I'll fix it. You won't solve it. You won't fix well, it. What, what did you think of the layout they had? Um, I, I think they actually managed to fit it in a really good space. Like it was, I thought it was very creative, yes. Yeah, it was pretty well done. Um, but at the, like the same time, I complained about this um, to you guys the other day. They were, they were hyping this tournament up about how we're getting... The best players in um, in PUBG right now from around the world to jump in and play it. Nobody's going to be under t- to 2K, which is what most of the good players are between two to three K. I think at the moment, I don't I don't really know what it is at the time being. Over twenty four hundred, basically. The over- best players are all over twenty four hundred across all of the fucking yep. things. Yeah, um, and I know for a fact there. Are- a lot of the people they had in there weren't above 2k like uh-huh. uh like you and i and our squad all of us are pretty either in 2k or on the verge of it and yep. we're all like top top three four hundred in australia yep. um you have to be fucking on point on that shit and i know that they invited a lot of uh content creators and that sort of stuff who don't really play the game too much and uh there is no way they are in that caliber of um of skill uh, yeah. and for them to be out there saying these are the best players if you want to be in this game you can register but you need to be this high I, I think it's complete bullshit um, and they shouldn't have been marketing this tournament as being the best players in the world because it wasn't they were catering to uh, some of those players were good like having actual professional I guess organizations be behind some of these players like Cloud9 and and Team Liquid that sort of stuff but also it was another way of selling the game and marketing it and having, hey, look at your favorite streamer who's here, who is playing the game. You can watch them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, half of it was legitimate. The other half was just giant marketing bullshit thing. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I felt that way about it pretty much from the get-go as well. Um, yeah, I know for a fact some of those players were definitely not uh, in the 2K range. Um, that's it. Like, like, the streamers weren't all terrible. Uh, some of the streamers did quite well. Um, like, they really, you know... By hiding? Uh, yeah, they were hiding. But they <laughs> exactly, were playing, they right? They were playing the game, though. That's I know. Thing. They were playing... But if you were to fix up some of these issues, what, would they what, last? What are you going to fix, though? What are you going to fix? Kills need to be made more important. Either what, what, double how? or triple the points. But that, what does that do to the the quality of the game? Suddenly, like, are you able to just chase kills and never make it in the top 20? It if makes just, engagements just, more, more worthwhile. Like, you should be engaging at least a little bit. All right. So my question is, right, yeah. is that the way the game is meant to be played? Depends. Do you play it that way or do you hide everywhere? I hide. In a river. I hide nonstop. Hide. <laughs> but you don't. Like, I know that your kill death ratio is higher than fucking 0. 0.5 or whatever it is. Like, you're getting yeah. kills every game. I do get, I, I definitely get kills. Uh, like, but those are kills that I have to take, right? Those are kills that you have to get not kills that i'm not looking for kills but i'm I'm saying there is a situation where like you could put there there would be a situation there would be a point system where you would actively chase kills as opposed and that's not the way the game is meant to be played it's separate to how the game is meant to be played oh you look at how break played that first game he like he just found he got like he got lucky which i mean Let's not even start with how luck is a huge factor in it. But, uh, yeah, he, he got lucky and basically he found a spot that was central to the circle that wound up remained pretty central to the circle. And he hidden there. Like, he got some proper kills, definitely. But he got some, he got a lot of kills by third person looking out of a fucking shit cunt shack and then popping out when they were like, in range and then murdering them and then popping back in again mm-hmm. like the the surrounding surrounds this fucking shit gun shack were a graveyard that's how he was getting most of his kills like is that a rewarding a, a viewable viewably rewarding style of play like watching someone hide in a shit gun shack while and get lucky while people come past like just waylaying traveling passers-by as they try to make their way throughout the map? like yeah, Maybe. Is it? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Right. <laughs> I watched the one game. That was it. Because it was on at fucking stupid o'clock every night. He got like 11 kills. I watched so that. That was the only one game that I watched. But the, the thing is that they didn't have the camera on him at all. No. Except for a little bit. You could see his movements whenever they went to the map. Yeah. You could see that he was in that one place for most of the map. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is that... Yeah. Is that a visually interesting way to play the game? Is it, but like he got a lot of kills, so technically he would have scored better in your points system. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like he would just be playing for points, right? You, that's what I'm saying. You, if points is such a huge factor in how winnings are determined, then people are going to play the points no matter what. They'll yeah. find some way to exploit the point system because that is how shit works but i think it should be based off like points for 
your position in the game plus kills. I think that's where they need to go with it. It, it should be... If he got to first place, but also got fucking 11 kills, he should be rewarded for that, as opposed to the guy that didn't do anything the entire game and just waited for that last moment to try and get one kill. Um, yeah. And, and I think that needs to be brought across in the actual client, the the casual mode as well, because you see that a lot of, of you know, you get a shitload of points for... Um, uh, for doing certain things like you can play solo games and get way more points playing that as opposed to like a squad or duo game and, and the balancing in there for some reason is just not right there's I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that point system still um, and maybe there's other things they can incorporate into it as well yeah okay and remove I'm- the fucking red zone like how hard is it <laughs> They did it in the tournament. They got rid oh, of yeah, it. Def- definitely, like, just yeah, get rid of that shit. I'm done with the red it zone. It doesn't I, add anything at all, I, except for making people camp. Yep. It just slows the get the pace of the the game down. That's exactly what happens. It slows the pace of the game, and it's it's stupid. I 100% agree. I yep. loathe the red zones. Uh, I don't, yeah, all, all like, like adding. Adding an element of random death into the game for literally no reason is just goofy to me. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see what they learn from this and what the next one sort of brings out, like, in terms of some of the gameplay changes. Sure. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't really what I wanted to watch. So after that first game, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm good. I get it. I've watched the one. I don't really need to see any others because it's not, I don't think they've done it right. So that's why I didn't end up watching anymore. Yep. They did not learn their mistakes from the last time they ran the tournament. They could have just called me. Could have called me, Job. Could have. They could have. Could have just called me and said, hey, how do we fix this? And I'd be like, look, I'll be there. I'll fix it. And while I'm at it, I'll fix your blue blue zone shit, your blue gas. Oh, what are you going to do there? I've talked about it. Make it do more damage. Make it uh, accuracy is terrible. Yeah, right. Excellent. Cool. Um, and I'm slow okay. it down a little bit. But yeah, make the make actual engagements a thing as opposed to running <laughs> the entire yep. game. I, Maybe I agree. fuck it. I let's just don't think they ever fix it. I don't think they get it to a point where it fucking becomes a worth like a, you know something worth watching. All right. Well, that's fair enough. We go start a Patreon. Yep. Get that sweet, sweet money. And we call it Luke and Job's Battle Royales. We make okay. our own game. Um, make our own game. It's exactly the same, except yep. we fix all the shit that's broken. Genius. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. We mod it. Well, they're not letting people mod it, are they? Because yeah, they, they will. Yeah, yeah they want to be content creator to do that shit. What? No, no, that's for the fucking custom servers, but they, they're going to allow mods. They're just waiting until they've got the, you know, optimization right. in, which makes sense. Well, you go um, and see, and I'll wait here. All right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Anyway, what else we got? Um, we played some board games last night. We did. We played... Well, card, card games. Yeah, card games. We played Mr. Me 6, but I got the feeling nobody really enjoyed that, and... I don't really feel like explaining how to play it again because I had to do it five times for you motherfuckers <laughs> last night. So, uh, yep. 
basically when we play board games with our group of board games people if we're playing a game that we don't already know the rules of Mm. uh they make me read the rules and then they make me explain them uh and i will have to explain them for each individual person who's playing which drives me fucking bonkers like if everyone would just shut the fuck up and listen to me when i'm trying to explain the rules then like we'd all know the rules and i wouldn't have to explain how to do it every single time but every single time i have to fucking like re and then and then i'll get something wrong right because i'm also (laughs) only learning how to play this game but somehow it'll be my fault and i'll be like cheating or something yeah trying to snake in some fucking points or some shit because we were we were playing and it's one of those things of like this rule doesn't seem right um that's why i like those games that have the fucking rules on the board like this is what you do each turn and then after you've played one turn you pretty much know what you're doing it kind of describes it for you now having games where it's like all right read this rule book and it'll take 20 minutes and by the time you start you just forget everything well the thing with mr meeseeks right was that it seemed like a fucking some sort of cheap knockoff shit Mm. Uh, it did not seem like it was well ex- like the rules weren't well explained I must have read that book like six times and I wasn't that fucking drunk there were de- like they called Rick Ricky at one point uh, like <laughs> With there, there's some shit in there right like yeah. it didn't seem super legit which was why I was happy to just move on like mm. and like pass on it and um, it, it's also one of those games that you need it felt like you needed to have seen the stuff it's based off Right. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's you miss a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was what... reasonable to assume that everyone had watched Rick and Morty, considering it's an amazing TV show. But no. you haven't watched it, which is ludicrous. Um, Maybe you can watch it on the plane tomorrow. I'm busy reviewing all the games of the world. Um, like I didn't understand what the point of the button was at all, other than watch the fucking show. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Holy crap! Um, so we gave up on that one. <laughs> yeah. And played. Uh, what do you mean? Yes. Question mark. Uh, yes. Which is a giant ripoff of... Uh, cards Against Humanity. Yeah, like Cards Against Humanity, but in a picture format. Yeah, um, so you get a picture, basically, yep. and you have to make a meme. Oh, you have to use your cards, like the the white cards from Cards Against Humanity. That So normally in Cards Against Humanity, you get a black card, and you play white cards to like fill in the blanks on the black card. In this, you get a picture, a meme picture, and uh oh sorry meme picture and Mimi. uh Mimi. mem <laughs> mem picture and uh you play these the white cards to fill out what the i guess meme text is mm-hmm. um and it was it worked it works about as well as cards against humanity does to be honest mm, i i disagree <laughs> yeah okay, i don't no. think it's as well written some of these cards as cards against humanity and also um yeah, because we just have stuff that was like, this just doesn't really fit. Or like, I've got a bunch of shit that I don't really want to use. Um, I feel like the Cards Against Humanity stuff at least is is funny. I didn't right. think that these cards were really funny. Some of them were funny. Some of them are funny, but a lot of them weren't. Like, the majority of them I felt like weren't funny at all. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought a lot of them were funny. And, uh, you know, a lot of them uh, came down... Like, 
it makes sense that you'd think that they weren't funny because you like you lost. I lost a lot, but to be you fair, were you guys were picking the wrong ones. Clearly, the worst of the game. Mine so. were hilarious, <laughs> and I just didn't understand what was going on. People you, kept picking cards that were not even funny. Like everybody would lose were. their mind when my went down, and then they go, "Oh, this one." And I'd be like, what that the fuck is- Ah! You would repeatedly misinterpret the, it, like, the what the meme picture meant. No. And then you would, like, put something down. You'd be like, why isn't this winning? And we'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Look at the context of the card. Like, the, the time when you, like, we lost our shit, right? We had a- It was a picture of, like, a sloth, and it was saying- why are you fucking talking to me? And you put down a card about like saying that to your grandma and we lost our shit because why the fuck would anyone say that to their grandma? That's it's funny. Horrible. And it, it was, was like, like grandma asking you help with technology or something. Yeah. Like that. Grandma asks you for help with technology and you're like, <laughs> why the fuck are you talking to me? That is a horrible thing to respond to your grandma <laughs> with that. That is crazy. It was pretty good. It was fu- it was very funny, but it was just like just zero content. No context. Yeah. The other thing is that um, you kind of I feel like it's one of those things where you can really only play it once, and you've seen all the cards, like the picture cards. Yeah. Um, whereas I've, cards against humanity, it seems like there's enough of those white or white and black cards that you see a variation every once in a while. Like you got to play it a couple of times before you're like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen this stuff before. Yeah, there, there is a bit of that. Um, I also thought there were a, a lot of, like, we went through the rest of the the picture cards after we decided to all stop playing, and um, it sort of felt like oh, I was glad that we stopped when we did. We we missed one more. Um, there's like another frog. There's like six frog cards in there. There, yes. Pepe? Pepe's. There are a lot of Pepe's. Um, there was one, uh, one more Harold card that we missed. Um, Who's Harold? The hide the pain Harold, the old dude who's oh, got like the, the creepy smile. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there was one of those that we missed, which was a bummer because I had a really good card for it. But uh, yeah. yeah, other than that, the rest of them were pretty garbage. They were sort of just like old people doing stuff. Um, yeah, they were there. Yeah, so that from that point of view. It wasn't that that great, but uh, I just I just think you know it was uh, it did a good job of you know getting people to like just put together some funny shit. My favorite was definitely my own one uh, with the the frog dude putting a fork in a socket, mm-hmm. and the caption was um, when nobody responds to you in group chat because we were playing with a dude who says stuff in group chat and nobody responds a lot and it seemed like a personal attack on him but it wasn't it just it was just a generally uh solid uh combination of, of like it was like the only really depressing card i had hmm. at, and to, to match this depressing picture the rest of the shit i had was like when you're really high and little John get low comes on in the club and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was, it was worth playing. I don't, yeah. I think you'd need like, I don't know, maybe that's their business model. Maybe they're printing out booster packs with all the actual popular memes right now, as opposed to 
just using old pictures, stock pictures of old people. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> Is that what they did? They just bought like stock photos, like yeah. the package of old people. Like, yeah, we'll just throw them in there. For sure. That'll for do. sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on because you're a lot of stuff here. Totally. Uh, and I feel like it's Game of Thrones night and that's why you want it. It is. Yep, okay. Um, yes. Look, everybody dies, right, Job? That's what happens every week. Shush. <laughs> what else you got here? The Hunter Call of the Wild. I played a bit of this, uh, a bit why? more of this. The oh. the game had an update recently, like in the last one or two weeks, and they fixed that problem that um, we were having in multiplayer where the Hunter mate didn't come up. Uh, uh-huh. So the Hunter Call of the Wild is a hunting simulator game where you're planted on a reserve and you go out and look for animals and try and collect trophies. Um, and we were playing this in multiplayer with some of the guys. Heath was in there as well. Uh, and we did a couple challenges where everybody has to... The one we picked was like collect three deer, something like that. Right. And um, off we went in this reserve and split up and started looking for deer. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> at no. all yeah it's pretty shit uh, the challenges are, I think could be done a lot better there's like just different ones in there like you can uh, hunt a certain amount of animals or take a photograph or like track all these things whatever they're just really generic challenges what I wanted more out of it was alright hunt three of these and then the person with the best score wins it, like it didn't have any of those in there for you to pick and that's what I thought we were actually doing um, until it finished and we kind of just, nothing happened. So it was literally just kill three things. And right. we did that for two and a half hours or something, maybe longer. And it kind of just fizzled out after you finished it. Like nothing came up to say that, congratulations, you've completed whatever. Luke won the challenge. It just all right, you got three of three and then it just disappeared. The task just disappeared. Uh, So, yeah, I would like to see a lot better challenges put in, but also, like, stuff involving the actual, like, score, like trophy rewards. It's important to make sure that you hit the animals in the correct place and there's not a long bleed time and you're getting, you know, the correct type of animal and certain sizes, that sort of stuff. Yep. would be really cool to keep track of and if it meant something but it doesn't seem to do anything really much if it is in there we couldn't see it so it was kind of disappointing um, but otherwise like the rest of it is still like a lot of fun running around and just uh, just fighting animals like the actual playing it by yourself I enjoy that part it's just I felt like it, they could do a much better job in the multiplayer side of it of keeping the challenges a bit more in- interesting and engaging, um, but also having some more depth to those challenges and just like rewarding you better. It just felt like it was not doing a good job of giving you feedback about how everyone was progressing and whether or not like you're in the lead, like that sort of stuff. It's just a marker on top of the screen that was saying, all right, you've completed one of three. So I don't know, man. It's... um I. I feel like they did a better job in the last game that they put out for the uh, multiplayer stuff. And it could be that they didn't put their resources here and focus more on the single player. Because um, the, the last game was primarily a multiplayer game, whereas this one seems to be more focused around the single player content. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's I think they've got a bit of work to do on that multiplayer side, so we'll see what happens next 
next round of updates they do. Um, they seem to be pushing them out every maybe six weeks, two months, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Anyway, mm. um, you never I'm bought so- that, did you? No, I didn't. No, I feel you, like you played I the last the right one. Choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. yeah. yeah. It, it's like I said last time, a really pretty game. Mm. Um, and there's some cool ideas there. It's just, I don't know if they've really. Because the last one was this like uh, game where it was free to play, but you had to buy stuff. I feel like they're still focusing on that game maybe a bit more because this is like a one-time purchase thing. Um, so there doesn't seem to be like a microtransaction thing in there. They're, maybe they're not making as much money out of it, so they're not focusing as much. Um, anyway, and it mm. seems to be a bit less hardcore. Like the other game had this, uh, like you would track something and it'd show you like a cone of all right, this is... You kind of kind of look in this direction and it is a certain distance from you, whereas this one's kind of just... You track an animal and it pretty much just tells you where to go um, and it highlights everything quite easily. So, yeah, a bit more casual, I think, this one. Anyway, yeah, okay. let's talk about uh, Comedy Night because this Nights. is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's... I mean, it's, it's a game, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, it's on Steam. Um, it used to be on Xbox Live Arcade or whatever the fuck. Uh, it used to be a, a popular game on there. Uh, yeah. I got it because I made sweet money uh, selling stupid shit, uh, stupid PUBG crates on the Steam store. And this was like four bucks. I'm like, well, if it's four dollars and I already have, that's like fucking, that's like one and a half crates, baby. So do it to it. Uh, couldn't couldn't resist. I had to I had to buy in. Did, I did I tell you what I did with my crates? No. What what did you remember you do? all that money I made? Yep. I spent it on PUBG keys. Are you <laughs> stupid? No. You know why? Why? Because I made a profit. How much did you make now? I uh, I got some of those yellow pants. Oh my lord. <laughs> yep. I'm just saying. I played the gambling game and I won. Spectacular. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I bought bought into this game, and, and you get in, and you got to set up your microphone. Uh, I had to do a bunch of stuff to make my microphone actually work, yeah. and to like disable all my other microphones, um, which was a pain. But whatever. You dress your guy up and whatever, and then you join a, a room, and uh, it's it's a comedy club. You're in a comedy club sitting at a table and someone gets up on stage, uh, like one of the other 13 people in in the room, get up on stage and they'll tell jokes and you can clap or boo or vote them off the stage or whatever you want. And uh, and that's the game. And as far as I can tell, uh, the aim of the game is to vote people who are being racist off as fast as possible. Um, So it's everybody? (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's basically just a buzzer. You just buzz nonstop. Yeah. It's just nonstop buzz. So it's it's basically like the plane in PUBG, but you can get rid of people. Yes, sort <laughs> of. Because the thing is, you can still like talk. You can heckle. There's a heckle button, oh, so okay. you can still like talk when you're not on stage. Um, so people can still talk, but uh, yeah, Mo- mostly they keep the jokes to when they're on the stage and. Uh, yeah, it is. It is literally just edgy edge tards like googling 
uh, black person jokes and saying them and like nonstop the edgiest humor you've ever heard. I haven't heard any decent jokes in my time uh, in it. Uh, I have developed some like camaraderie with the randoms in the rooms who are who have been like also voting out racist shit and telling people to stop being like edgelords but uh i don't remember any of them so it didn't really stick i guess um i got up on stage and tried to do some comedy mm-hmm. um oh, thank you i got told immediately i got heckled uh while i was telling i i, I picked i picked together like put together a couple of jokes about things in the news not good jokes, mind you, because I'm not a fucking comedian. Yeah. Uh, but jokes about things in the news, nothing like specifically racist or anything like that. Just, you know, uh, nothing even unspecifically racist, to be honest. Like, nothing racist. Uh, nothing like edgy or anything like that. Just like, uh, like a fucking David Letterman monologue or something. Like, oh, look at this in the news. Uh, Here's one one I did was uh, Brazil. Brazil's uh, approved the the deforestation of the Amazon. I've uh, I know the Brazilians like it clean shaven, but this is getting ridiculous. Uh, you know, <laughs> not an yeah. amazing joke, but yeah. you know, clever <laughs> and uh, and you know current. It was like literally like from the news of the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, someone started heckling me. Heckling me. They yelled out that uh, I had the worst uh, – that that was the worst fake Australian accent that they'd ever heard in their entire <laughs> life. Uh, this is an American guy. They're all Americans. I, I was the only uh, – I think I heard one British guy, but everyone else was American. Uh, and, uh, yeah, worst fake Australian accent. And uh, so I decided to uh, lean deep into it and call him cunt. <laughs> And told him to jump straight back up his mum's cunt because uh, he could go fuck himself straight up his cunt. And uh, the others in the the room were like, "Actually, I think he's actually Australian." So uh, they, they said, um, but yeah, uh, that was that. I like, yeah, I had some other terrible jokes as well, but I didn't really like. Yeah, I don't know. The, the times I use them, people actually seem to like respond. But I didn't have anything else. I only had like three jokes. Yeah. So it's it's not like I had a fucking set or anything. And then you just sort of like you just let the dead air sort of play you out until you leave. It was it's some shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The most fun I've had is like someone tells a racist joke and you vote them off halfway through, and they're like, "No, wait, wait, please." Please, I no no. It's I, I've got a better joke. I'll tell a better joke, and you're like, oh okay, go on, get back up, get back up, and then they go to tell something like I don't know, um, what do nine out of ten people enjoy, and you vote them off before they get to the punchline, and they get really upset, and then you like you wait a bit, and nobody gets up there, and you're like, oh okay, go on. Uh, pussy farts get back up there you can tell the rest of your joke god tell the rest of your joke and everyone gets everyone in the room gets in there and they get back up and then you vote them directly off the stage again uh and then they leave the room which is hilarious that's pretty good yeah 
But yeah, worth four dollars and fifty eight cents or whatever the fuck it costs. No, not really. I'm afraid not. All right. Yep. Cool. Uh, what else we got? Call of Duty. Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. The beta, right? Beta. The beta. I got in on this. I'm not a fan. Oh, why is that? Fuck. Uh, I actually thought I was going to like it because you know it's like World War Two, and I like World War Two, but back to its roots. Yeah, back to its roots. I thought it had potential to be good again, whatever. But uh, I don't like it mostly because it's still like they're. I don't know. Like, do they just not? Are they just not aware of what what Call of Duty gets like criticized about? Is that it? Like, do they just not know what it is that people don't like about Call of Duty or, so- or something like? I don't know. Are they just like, well, some people like it, so fuck them. Fuck everyone else. Or is, is that it? Like, I don't I don't get it. My problem is the maps in World War Two so far that I've been playing are too small. Uh, they're too small, and so that leads to... I've only been playing... I could only get games in Domination or, or Team Deathmatch, but uh, it, it leads to people spawning behind you. Mm. Right up. And, uh, yeah, I don't... I don't want to play a game where I spawn and die to someone who's run behind me. Like, I, I don't want to have to spawn and then look in every fucking direction to make sure I haven't spawned in front of some motherfucker. Because why doesn't the game just not spawn me in front of people? Like, how fucking hard is it? So many games manage it, and yet this one cannot. This one makes its maps too small, and so, yeah. There's a lot of just... You spawn, you die. You spawn, you die. The auto balancing is for shit. Um, I spawned into, I, I loaded into a game where it was me and two other dudes who literally only just started fucking playing the game. Uh, it's six v six, but uh, yeah, me and two other dudes, so a team of three, uh, and we were up against like three motherfuckers who were at the level cap twenty, uh, and two eighteens and another new player, and it never, and like they just proceeded to fucking fuck us hmm. for the entire map like non-stop like just fucking yep cool fair enough um bing bang bing bong dead 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 like i i get a i didn't even realize until like i'm just like what is going on with the rest of my team where the fuck are they like what the fuck are they doing and then i hit like the scoreboard and i'm like oh right we still don't have any other fucking players it still hasn't added anyone i just like when I loaded in and there was only three of us, I'm like, okay, the, the other three must be loading in. No, they just never fucking loaded in. Occasionally someone would jump in and they'd see that one side was getting the shit beaten out of them and they'd fucking bail immediately. It's just not, it's just, like, just fucking auto balance. Like there's a half time system in place in domination. Just, oh, but yeah, oh, they don't want to have to play the same side again. Nobody wants to get fucked for fucking 15 minutes either, but you're making that happen, so fucking auto-balance it. And how the fuck is matchmaking going to put three new players up against fucking five people who have been playing since the fucking beta started? That is fucking goofy as fuck. That is dumb as balls. I cannot understand how the fuck their matchmaking... Like, they invented matchmaking. They wanted to remove dedicated servers in favour 
of fucking matchmaking, and yet they still can't fucking do it right. Jesus Christ! Oh my God, it happened multiple times too. I think I played like one game where I was on the side, like the side of the people who were at max level already, and the rest of the time I spent on a team full of utter noobs. All of us with the basic starting weapon, none of us with any fucking, you know, there's fucking sights and shit you can attach to your weapons and whatever, and none of us with any of that, so we just got fucked on. It's so fucking bad. Also, why have they gone back to kill streaks? Why do kill streaks still exist? Just do, oh, score streaks or whatever the fuck. Why do they end when you die? That is so ridiculous. It's, it, encourages i've never liked this i've never liked kill streaks that end when you die because all it does is it encourages the worst sort of camping the the shittiest fucking like hiding on a like because you can go prone like hiding in some grass around a corner and then waiting and then murdering people in their back it's just oh my god it is just shit Mm. also the tick rate is for fuck is fucking garbage. There's no way that I am lagging more than fucking anyone at all, and yet, one hundred percent. Like I am watching these kill cams back. I would I'd empty into a dude, get like four bullets out, and then suddenly I'm dead. Uh, and I look back at the kill cam, and no, this dude's been shooting me fucking ages because I I just like barneyed out of this fucking corner like a moron i don't fire a single bullet in this kill cam and uh yeah and then i die so either like am i playing on fucking us servers or some shit is that's what what's going on like and they've just gotten to a point where lag comp makes it look like you're actually capable but yeah in reality you're playing like absolute shit i don't fucking know anyway um yeah i've got a lot of complaints also it doesn't look very good like how do you bring out a fucking World War Two game and make it look worse than the World War One game that came out last year? I don't know. It seems like a mistake. <laughs> well, they're still using that old engine, right? Well, it's not. They, I guess, they update it all the time, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's supposed to be like a sixty frame per second type experience where uh, fast paced stuff, but yeah, still yeah. looks like balls. Yep. Mm. All right. Do you want to move on then? Sure. Before we get more angry and you blow a blood vessel or something. Um, do you want to talk about PUBG quickly? Anything you want to mention? Uh, no, I've, I've been seeing rumors that Australia is never going to get fucking first person. Yeah, I was reading that as well. Like, they they don't seem to think we have the player base. <laughs> Which is bullshit. That's going to be bullshit, bullshit eh? I reckon most of the people playing first person on Asian servers are fucking Australian at this point. Hmm. Um, yeah, just fucking, just give us our fucking first person servers. I, I've I've totally turned around on first person too. Uh, like, I will never play solo. I still will never play solo. But yeah, I I love it in squad. And having watched it on the weekend, uh, I cannot imagine any version of competitive battlegrounds that isn't fucking first person because it's a 100% different game and it rewards uh, a style of play that encourages like because you have to peek to be able to see anything you can't like just hide in sneaky bullshit areas just to get a fucking peek you've got to like you got to keep moving basically you got to fucking always be moving and like always be watching as much as you can to try and make sure that 
yeah, you can get away with stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Just give us our fucking first person servers. But, uh, no, I've been playing, playing a bit more. Uh, I've been trying to, trying to break 2K. I don't care about stats, but ever since hearing about this 2K ranking <laughs> thing, I've been <laughs> trying, trying to get into 2K. And oh. I've, I, the closest I got was 1998, which was achingly close and yet so far away. Uh, we were playing. We were playing a couple of games where we were. Um, we had like multiple squads going into the same server. Obviously, one thousand percent not talking. I cannot be clearer about this. But we never ever team, and I think it's it would be garbage to ever team. But uh, yeah, no, we've been like so. Instead, we we just hope. We can uh, compete. We come across. Them. Yeah. And we and did. It, it actually happened. Yeah. It happened once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we got murdered. My team got murdered. Luke's team won. Yeah, we, we got you. Um, we, I think we started at Milter or something. Is this the game where, no, it's not the game where you started at Milter and then left Milter and then. Oh, I went to Lepovka. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, I think we started at Gaka. Right. And then we went to the to the coastline and then started working our way up and we were in um we were in the two houses where the two double stories and there's like a a, a warehouse at the back like oh, yeah, south of georgia pole yeah and we could hear gunshots um towards like not at the school but there's a bunch of houses around there like a garage and that sort of stuff um we could hear gunshots over there and there was cars that kept driving past and we'd ping at them and whatnot and um Someone was, someone had a scope and they were looking over there and being like, I think, I think it was Squirrel being like, I think that's Job because I can see a naked guy running around. It looks like Job. And it was like, we were just really didn't pay much attention to it. It Just like, ah, okay, maybe it is whatever. And then that was later on when we were running to the next circle because we had to leave that area and go to, I think it was towards the, the like hill, um, that's to the west of, sorry, to the east of Georgia Pole. Uh, in between the ruins. So we had to make our way up to that, that area. And as we were going past, that's when the fucking car, you guys were in a car. But do you want to talk about like what happened before that? Yeah. Or, so in for, your game? For us, hmm. um, for us, we started at Saverni and uh, we like two other squads landed there with us, which was a real pain in the dick. Um, because we didn't think like because I think the the plane went from south to north and so we went to Zaverni because it was basically at the end we thought we'd have you know pretty much the pick of it yeah but obviously two other full squads decided the exact same thing um, and so we had to we had to like battle out and win Zaverni which was hard enough but we managed to do it with everyone still up I think uh, one of our dudes who was on my team again it was Baz Drew uh, Drew. Uh, Jai and me, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Baz or Jai might have gotten downed early on, and uh, we got them back up. Um, maybe it was, I don't know. Someone got some like one of the fucking other crew, one of the other squads in Saverni had a fucking AWM. They like two of them had left while we were murdering their friends and gone and gotten a fucking crate and gotten an <laughs> AWM. Wow, uh, and yeah, one of the other guys, one of the other three, um got like fucking just blasted in the brain with this thing so we had to like get him back up which is bad but like to all come away to go against two squads and then come away with with the an AWM <laughs> and a, yeah 
like having won the t- we won the city we like had the weapon we had the bonus weapon uh the best part was this dude the dude who had the AW- uh, awm he uh he ditched it he did the crawling ditch maneuver uh while while he was down because we put him down he went in like super aggressive it was way too aggressive um but he ditched it while we were trying to finish off the oh, wow. last guy that's sneaky and it was but uh jai found it so it didn't matter um and yeah so we we won Savoni, which like i felt really good about i, I thought we did some good shit so we must have we must have had like nearly uh, nearly two kills a piece by the time we were leaving Saverni. And uh, we got a bit lucky with the circle. The first circle allowed us to stay in Saverni for longer than normal. Uh, we got a car. We had a car. Like, we had multiple vehicles. And so that was all good. Um, and the next circle was, like, the furthest possible fucking thing for us. It was basically uh, to the south of... Uh, I think the northernmost tip of it was on the river like between north and south georgia pole and so we had to like book it we had to like just nick off out of this fucking circle uh like to get into the circle and we're like okay well we don't want to like the way this circle is treating us we don't want to fucking wind up in uh like we don't want to wind up on the mountain but we don't want to wind up uh, too far from the mountain we want to be able to move on to the mountain like in some way that'd be like that's the dream right hmm. So we picked a house that was just like a little east of the school, I guess, the hospital rather, the hospital um, south of Georgia Pole. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about? And uh, yeah, we picked a house there and we went in and the doors were blown off. <laughs> yep. And uh, so when we rolled up and we're like, oh, there might be people here. There might be people here. And uh when I got inside, I saw that the door, like one of the doors was blown off and I was walking up the stairs trying to work out like whether the other door was blown off as well. Mm. And uh, there was a guy sitting at the fucking top of the stairs and he murdered me, oh. um, which was a bummer. Uh, and yeah, so that, that, like that was me gone and it was like just shitty play on my part. I should have been watching up the fucking stairs or like anything, but he, like he obviously played it real, real careful. He was super quiet. We never heard any footsteps upstairs or anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, so that sucked. Uh, we got like the rest of like, so the other three dudes got into a bit of a fucking thing trying to kill this dude because like, obviously they wanted, you know, the gear off my body or, you know, revenge or whatever the fuck. Like <laughs> it, it just turned into a bit of a thing while we were at this house, uh, trying to, trying to do this dude in. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. We just, we, I don't know. We had some, some shit play like jai had the awm and he uh i I told him to head up because that house that i'm talking about it has like a mountain over the top of it so i told him if he went up the top he could shoot open the door and this dude would not like he'd shoot it open with the ar and just fucking awm this dude in the back of the brain but um jai like just emptied in like kept emptying emptying into the door so the dude never went back in front of the door again uh and while Jai was making all this noise. He started getting picked off at the top of this mountain, which, <laughs> like, so other people were shooting him and they knew where we were. And so, yeah, we got to a point where the, the circle, 
uh, was going where you were saying, which is uh, just a bit east of the mountain type of thing, like ruins type area. And so, like, yeah, the three of them had to get in a car. Um, Jai got killed off. So it was just the two of them, Drew and uh, Baz. And, uh, yeah, like, they, like, we didn't have any choice. We knew it was going to be a shit fuck. Like, it was 100% going to be the worst because everywhere, like, we, I don't know, we got boned by the circle. We didn't think it'd be that bad, but we knew there were people up the mountain with sniper rifles. We knew there'd be people at these fucking houses to our east. Uh, 100% we knew. And, uh, yeah, we, like, we just didn't have any choice. So, yeah, they were driving out. And, uh, yeah, just when we got to the houses. Just before uh, the houses, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, it was actually, we were past the houses, technically. Um, like, from our perspective, from where we were coming from, we were past the houses. But uh, there was, like, a little hill, a dip <laughs> in the hill. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Drew and, and Baz, like, try like they just get unleashed upon from these houses. And, like, the car is already white smoking and they just careen off this fucking hill to get some cover from the houses and they plop down the fucking hill and uh, get unleashed upon by some other fucking random fucking squad that's in the middle of a fucking field near a fucking hill for no fucking reason and it turns out it's you guys <laughs> yes so good Oh my god. We were um so we were we we'd uh finished off up some people at the um the two houses we were at because they were kind of camping us in. Um managed to kill them and yeah. we were like, fuck it, we'll just run in because we, we had a car, but I, I was pretty confident we we all had scopes. So I was like, we'll just run it in and we'll um we'll see what happens. And as we were we the guys were in front of me and we got down that ditch um just before those houses we knew there were people in there because we'd been shooting at them <laughs> so um we were we were pinging at these guys and then i could hear the car coming and i'm like there's a fucking car coming so i start running back towards like the the crossroad so that i can sort of keep the ditch as a protective cover yep. um so i was heading up towards one of the trees there so i can get run over yeah, and as soon as we saw the car, I was like, fucking light it up. And we just started lighting the car up. And it was we, the first thing we saw was, you've knocked down Drew. <laughs> uh, we were laughing so hard. It was pretty good. So, mm-hmm. uh, But we ended up winning that round. Um, the guys that were on the top of the, the hill sniping at people um, yep. were the last two that were left. Because we, we could see them um, pretty much the entire time. We were making our way over and it was like, fuck. They're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be a pain. No problems, now. yeah, yeah. But yeah, we did pretty well. It was a good, fun game that one. But yep. again, we don't fucking talk to each other, except for no. when we kill you when we jump in the circle and the server, and we're like, ah, oh, suckers, and then we leave. Yeah, yeah. There's only chatter once everyone on one of the groups is dead because. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's horseshit. It's totally cheating, yeah. uh, and we don't give we don't give information away either. Um, like it's not like we're like oh yeah we died here and there was a group here or whatever the fuck no nothing like that um i love i love that like i i would love to get some custom service shit going like we're we're a podcast PUBG, give us fucking custom server or some shit i want to do like big fucking or or like just a tiny showdown like do the battle for pachinki or something Uh, have everyone land in pachinki and 
just have to battle it out but like there's only 20 of us or some shit how would you determine the winner though would it be points based oh yeah definitely points based i mean you gotta have points man (laughs) um yeah 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 but yeah um no yeah we had a good i feel like we had a good weekend uh which is why i'm surprised you're like uh i'm you racking up for 2k maybe maybe we didn't play that much together um because i got to 2.15 or somewhere around there yeah and i think by the time i stopped playing i was about 140 something i ranked about 140 in australia and then um basically getting to that point where unless i was in the top 10 our squad Mm. i was dropping um even in being in the top like five was not getting me that many points like progressing me much so you kind of get to that barrier of like the roof or the ceiling yeah yeah um but we had pretty much every single game i think we were in the top 10 we had a really good run on the weekend surprisingly Considering, like, the weekend before that, I was just getting destroyed. I had such a terrible weekend. Yeah. It was so bad. So, yeah, for once, it was... We're doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, no, I feel like I was having having a lot of, like, having a lot of top 10 finishes, top 5 finishes, even. Yeah. Um, only two chicken dinners, which is a bummer. But, um, yeah, like... I don't know, man. I, I have to... I want, I want 2K because it's a... A it's, minor, it's a, stupid, yeah. a minor stupid goal, but uh, yeah, I had to stop like caring about stats because otherwise I get really angry when we're playing like dumb shit and whatever. Yeah, like we're playing stupid stuff. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We, that happens, right? Because we were playing. I remember one game we were playing, and I died quite early uh, trying to re- help someone, and the other person in our team died. And it was just Heath, and Heath was like, oh, I'm just going to go fucking, you know, kill myself. Like, oh, my God, Heath, don't do that. Yep. You'll fuck my stats. <laughs> I'm all about the yeah. stats. I mean, he ended up coming, like, fourth or something, that one. He did right. pretty well. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? See, I don't want to I don't want to wind up, like, caring too much about stats because it, it really does sort of impact the, the fun that you have with the game. Uh, one of the things, like, I've been... Tr- contacting in contact with uh the dude who's currently number one in australia uh Pekin. okay yeah i'm doing an interview uh with him for red bull does you remember uh, when i killed him oh i don't think so um yeah. but uh yeah um one of the things i noticed from watching his stream is that when he's doing like goof arounds or when he's not playing for serious when he's not playing with his full squad he will play on asian servers yeah, yeah, that's what we've been doing. To protect stats and stuff. Um, I don't want to do that. I, like, we play on Asian servers because that's the only way to play fucking first person. Yeah. But I don't want to be playing on Asian servers just to protect my fucking rank or some shit. No, I'm not playing, like, squad Asian servers. I'm yeah. playing first person ones, like, when I want to just dick around or something. And we had a couple of them on the weekend. Like, oh, let's play some first person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's but, got any uh, sick tips for us? Sick tips? I don't know. I'll find out tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. I'll use them all to beat you in our next showdown. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just had a look. Uh, 2.12. I'm at the moment. Right. That I haven't played for a couple of days, but because we've been busy. I don't think um, it bleeds, so. No, I don't, no, you don't lose yeah. ratings, but I'm now down to 205. Right. Yeah. Got to get back up. Got to get back up. For um, no reason at all. What else we got? 
Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. This is on the Switch. Switch. Uh, it is XCOM. Mario. For babies. Mm. I like it. But it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It is it is like... So, based, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it, it is. It's XCOM for babies. It's It's a... It's baby's first XCOM, and they've really done a good job of, like, accomplishing what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a strategy game that feels like it feels really good. You like, I don't know, man. I've I've been playing quite a lot of it, um, redoing battles so that I can like get more points, get perfect and shit. Mm. Even though I don't really care. Um, like yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's addictive as fuck. Um, just because it's solid, it's really solid tactical turn-based combat. Yep. Which and that's yeah, basically what it that, is, you know? to explain it, like XCOM or, or Myron Rabbids is a, a squad-based um, isometric top-down game where you enter like an arena or a map, and the objective of it is to either. Uh, eliminate all the enemies or reach a certain point or just just complete a task um and each character within the game has certain abilities or um different movesets and yeah as you said it's like a turn base so you get a certain amount of turns per per round um and it usually involves moving in the area around the map um and taking cover behind objects some cover is 100% full protection some of it is 50% and um, the idea is to get yourself into strategic positions and try and kill the other team. And that's pretty much it. And it kind of evolves from there. It starts off pretty basic. You're just kind of shooting at the other team and then you start getting abilities and then there's like combos that work into it. So even though, like you said, it is Baby's first XCOM, it does a lot of really smart things with even progressing that I that like the idea of XCOM and allowing you to do more with it. Yep. Um, I really think the the stuff with the combo system is unique and adds like an extra element of moving around because um, it isn't like the original. I think the first XCOM ha- had uh, sorry the the remake the one that was released like four or five years ago had this idea of multi level areas. Um, and being on, say, a second level gave you certain advantages, like bonuses. Uh, but this kind of takes that a bit further. There's, like, more than, like, being able to jump between areas and uh, comboing that with other players and jumping off them and then, like, using dash attacks to hit your enemy. Just, like, all these different things they keep putting in there and making it, like, turning itself around is, is really cool. Um yeah, did you get much out of that combo system at all? Or yeah, I didn't at first because I felt like like I feel like the two uh, rabbits that you start off with um, is it Peach and Luigi, Luigi. rabbits? Yeah, I felt like their combo uh, potential wasn't really there. But once I got Luigi as a character yeah like his ability to combo with mario and i think luigi rabid uh really opened things up for me and like that and the ability to like uh le- like the skill tree 
Yeah. Once that unlocks, that also really changes your ability to, to do that stuff because you've got access to like more weapons and you can put together some really interesting, uh, yeah, uh, like attack combos to the point where you can like totally just fucking shut shit down in a map. It's very helpful in maps where like you need to kill five of something or like instead of just kill all enemies, it'll be like get to a certain point. Hmm. You can have like if you can just knock out like straight up murder um, enemies with just two of your characters comboing, then you can use the like have the other one just fucking sprint off to the end zone, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's hmm. I don't know, man. It's it's good. I don't give a fuck about the story. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they don't really, they're not really doing too much with the story, I feel like. I, I uh, finished the first wall and they're not really jamming any lore down your throat, as far as I can tell, other than that first intro video. Um, yeah. I think that's just a way of explaining how all this shit happened, right? Yeah, it was unskippable, though, which showed me fucking bananas, so I, <laughs> I gotta, gotta mention that. Um, it lost some points for me for, for that, but uh, yeah, it was, um, it's, it's not a heavy-duty story, it's just sort of i don't know it's a puzzle I game <laughs> I, I don't like rabbits i don't like rabbits at all yeah. uh and yeah that's about it so i i'm playing with mario uh luigi and peach rabbit i think uh, so i've she got heals. yeah because she heals so i've got like healer i've got like my damage dude uh being mario and then luigi's kind of a bit of both like damage plus um he's got sentries so he can is it a vacuum cleaner or something? Yeah, I think it's a vacuum. Yeah. So, he's got a vacuum cleaner that sort of goes out and seeks enemies. And mm. after a certain amount of turns, the vacuum cleaner gets to its target as long as it hasn't been destroyed. Um, so, I'm kind of using those three at the moment. But yeah, just I think the comboing stuff, being able to like use a dash attack on an enemy and then going from that dash attack to jumping on one of your other players and then from that landing on an enemy head and then from going from the enemy to a really good strategic position, like doing four or five things in one turn, I think is yep. really cool. And that's not something that's in um, XCOM model. It's kind of like you get two goes and that's it. But this expands that idea and does a lot more with it and allows you to move around the environment really quickly and um, cause a lot of problems. Uh, it, yeah, it's. I think it's really smart design stuff in there and it kind of allows you to as you said go back and replay them they start throwing challenges at you once you've completed a, an entire world um each each zone is broken up into um sorry each world is broken up into like zones i think there's like 10 yeah. of them and each zone has what two or three different um like levels to complete and then inside those zones there's like mini bosses and big bosses like it's not necessarily um just wipe everything out you'll come across like uh mini bosses you need to take take on and they've got their own set of abilities and might it might not just be like oh do a certain amount of damage they've got some sort of gimmicky thing that you need to take care of first or um yeah i think it does a good job of like breaking up the different types of objectives that you can do or, or that it kind of throws at you uh, that I think is is smart as opposed to just the XCOM thing where it's like alright we're going to throw in uh, 30 different maps and this map's just going to have different types of enemies on there 
Um, by throwing in those like, those, like, bosses and that sort of thing, I think is, is a really cool idea. And some of them are, are unique. Like, it took me a while to figure out what the fuck to do with that first boss. I couldn't really work it out. Um, and I think that was mainly to do with the fact that my Mario had the most um, uh, area that he could cover for movement. Yeah. Whereas my other two guys couldn't. And so I wasn't sure where I was supposed to be standing um, because uh, okay. I couldn't. Once once I was outside of that, uh, like a specific area I needed to stand on, I couldn't reach the next bit. And that was really throwing me off. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. Um, and it wasn't until I had got Mario up there that I could do the thing that I needed to do. And then I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Because otherwise, every other time, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't get there. Um, yeah, it was too far back. So, and I was taking damage. Anyway, it, it took me a couple of goes to figure that out. Once I figured out what I was supposed to do, I actually restarted the mission. I was like, all right, let's do this for real now. Because yeah. I got to like turn 16 or something. It's like, I don't understand wow. what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I was walking all around the map and fucking being like, there's got to be something I'm missing. It's like, not the one place you were supposed to. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get to there because <laughs> I was using the wrong character. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, and, like, all these levels are, are set out in this other world. Like, a, to get from puzzle to puzzle, you kind of walk your way there. But there's coins you can collect and um, really random shit like... Art, art pieces and different pieces of music. Uh, it's just stuff I don't really care, care about, like collectible things. Yeah. Uh, other than the coins uh, that respawn for some reason every time you load the game. I'm not sure why that is a thing. Uh, mm. And then you use the coins to get upgrades, like different weapons. And weapons have different properties. They do certain things. Some of them will uh, bounce the enemy across the map and do extra damage. Some of them will cause them to get stuck with honey. And they won't be able to move. Uh, I think that's what the ability is. Um, yep. Yeah, and then like you said, there's like skill trees and power, like uh, orbs that you use to unlock extra skills. And yeah, this is like different combinations you can kind of, uh, you know, play to your style of game that you want to go in and do. So it's it's. I think it's really good. I enjoy it, man. I, I sat down the other night. And I played for a good like six hours straight. It was a lot of yep. fun. And then once I finished that first world. And I unlocked the challenges. I went back rather than going to the next world. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to go back and do all these challenges. And they were hard yeah. um, to the point where I had to stop doing them because I couldn't beat the next set. Uh, and I think that's right. because you need to be, you have so, you have to have certain unlocks to progress. One of them yep. was like a do this in one turn. Um, but right. I couldn't because I, I couldn't move for it far enough. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. I think it's a really good game. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I was. I'm very surprised at how much I'm playing it. I mean, it's it is a perfect Switch game in my opinion because it it really lends itself to the sort of stop start style of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I can you know I'll knock I'll knock out a couple of levels while I'm in bed about to go to sleep or on the toilet or watching some nothing tv show like it's not it's it's a game that i'm playing a lot more than i thought i would be because i can play it basically anywhere um if i think if i had to sit down and dedicate all my attention to it it wouldn't be as uh i know um interesting to me as it is but because i don't yeah 
don't know. It's it's working really well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm into it. I'm about it. If you if you have a switch, uh, I'd recommend picking it up. I wouldn't buy a switch for it though. No. 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 But if yeah. you're looking for a game to play on the switch, because Zelda and what Splatoon are kind of the only yeah two games. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really good. I, I dig it a lot. Um, and it works. Seems to work well on full screen mode. Like I played majority of it on handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little bit of slowdown in some areas, but otherwise, it seems to be pretty good. Yeah, I don't play it in full screen mode because I leave my dock thing unplugged because it's still the switch still will automatically decide that it is the primary. Like my my TV will switch to whenever it's plugged in, so I have to leave the fucking dock. I'm blocking from HDMI if I'm not playing the fucking thing. So I, I might, think you I'm can turn that off. In. I still haven't worked in the out settings. how. So. I, I saw some sort off. of TV setting thing in there. It should be off yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Anything else to say about Mario Rabbids? Mario no. Plus Rabbids? No. Other than it's, it's good game. Good. Yeah, it's yes. pretty good. I'm going to keep okay. playing it because uh, i got some free time coming up. But yeah, I dig it. A lot of fun. Nice. Cool. Is that it for games? I, think I it suppose is. it is. Yeah. Yes. All right. Should we do some news? Let's do the news. Or should we just call it there? Just wrap it up? Hell so no. Game of Thrones. No? Got to do news? No way, man. Because yeah, then everybody will not know what's going on. Exactly. they got to yeah. know. I'll uh, put some Rainbow Six Siege news down here because we were talking about Rainbow last week and I figured um, we could talk more about it because we love some Rainbow. We, we, we talked about the new operators or we tried to stumble through the new operators last week, like live yep. while we're doing it. Didn't yep. go down too well. Oh, I don't think we were that far off. <laughs> we, were, we were pretty close, we like reading well. 3,000 words of text, yeah. trying to figure out how the players worked. Anyway, they released a video, um, I think yesterday, maybe the day yep. before, on how some of these guys worked. Mm. We were close. We were close. Um, I really liked the video. It, it actually... Because I was talking about last week, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like the other heroes or the other operators. And they, they do, but the reading the text really didn't justify how cool these guys looked. Yep. And I'm excited for them. I, I reckon they look really awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, like, they've got some really good uh, tweaks on, on the general concepts of... Um of the like the stuff that they've already established, I think, um, like the chick who does the the flashbang. Yeah, uh, I lo- I love that it can be like either like it can be cooked and then thrown places or placed like a fuse. Yeah, uh, like I, I love those options and the fact that people who for whatever reason, love the concept of fuse will have an option that won't involve murdering the hostage. I think is yeah pretty pretty awesome. But it, it might also like it's something we talked about last week. It might also like encourage players to think about how they use like fuse might actually see benefits because people now think about how they use the candelas from whatever the fuck her name is um 
Do you have their names or anywhere? No, uh, no I'm just going off the top of my head at the moment, but I'll bring them up while you keep talking. Um, yeah, like y- using the candelas, because the way, like the candelas, you're not looking for kills at the candelas. You're u- looking to, like, uh, stun, flash, and, and deafen uh, your opponents. And so you, like, your best use of those, obviously, if they're blind, uh, that is the top notch way to use it, but it will also be zone control. Like it will be very, very useful for zone control and mm-hmm. to actually like change how people look at breaching in because suddenly you'll be able to like properly breach, bang and clear or bang, breach and clear in this case. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty interesting like situation. I, I think she might actually Ying. teach them how to use Ying, yep. uh, how to use Fuse properly. Because, yeah, we were talking about it. Like, using Fuse to looking for kills is, is like, obviously the, the ideal uh, situation is you get some kills, sure. But, like, if you can use Fuse to zone players out of their camp spots uh, instead, then that is actually a far better use of his, tech, like, his option. And... Uh, like his uh, ability rather and yeah i don't know we weren't seeing that in the rainbow six pro games that we were watching you know yeah um this might actually make people think about that a bit more and it'll be really interesting yep yeah definitely i i agree that uh the way that she can be used multiple like in different scenarios either cooking them and i like the little indicators it's got on the grenades as well like, the longer you hold the cook, um, the longer it takes for it to deploy. So, yep. you can kind of roll it under a door and have it roll further than, what, like, where you want it to. Um, mm. I think that's really smart. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. So, there's a second one who uh, places mines. Right. These invisible fucking mines that are going to make IQ basically nearly essential for at least a couple of weeks until everyone gets sick of him. Yeah, well, it buffs IQ, right? So... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so these, like, I, like the, I think the biggest trick to this guy is that his mines—they're not just like a gas effect, like smoke or something. They're—it's a needle that you can actually choose to to pull out and like remove from yourself, which is a pretty huge deal. Like, it, it, it powers the the trapped player with the ability to decide when and how they're going to stop being fucked on. Mm. Uh, and they take damage cool. as well. Yeah, they take damage and, yeah, they've got the sort of woozy vision, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Is he the one who gets more mines as the round progresses as well? Um, I don't know. I can't one remember. Of, one of them one gets of more the mines. Long, the longer it goes, like they start off with like two or something and they they like if they last to the end of the round timer they could have as many as seven and shit which is a really interesting uh way to, to approach uh a situation it sort of turns him like i don't know he i don't know if it really discourages the idea of him being a roma or like how that how that's going to be treated by players because to some extent you want the maximum out of your, your operators abilities but at the same time if their abilities are like lend themselves to other play styles maybe you're better off just 
taking what you can get, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting one. It's a really cool one. Who was that? What was his name again? Uh, I closed. <laughs> uh, was it Legion? Legion. Legion, yes. And the other one. What's the other one? There's a third. Uh, there's a third one? Come on. We did better than this last week, motherfucker. <laughs> I've well, closed all the pages because I've been looking. Doing? We weren't even finished talking about it. Yeah, my bad. Oh, ludicrous. I'm trying to find it again. Um, Unbelievable. Here we go. Uh, Ella. Ella? ELA. ELA. Okay. And what's she do? That's the one with the sticky mines. It does like the concussion mines. You throw on the the walls, which are, yeah, that's an interesting one because, um, and maybe that's the ones that come out. Yeah. I think that's the one that gets more and more. Yeah. The the interesting thing about that is like, they can be placed anywhere and they're like a proximity mine that uh, like sort of stuns people that walk near them, but you can put them above doors. Yeah. Which means that unless they've got a way of, countering that with a um like a twitch drone or the uh thatcher you kind of you're gonna get hit by it like you can't shoot through the wall right to get to it yeah it pretty much blocks off an entrance yeah man that's that's an interesting one i'm I'm keen to see kind of how that works in the in the actual game yeah looks annoying It does. It does look annoying. It's going to be like a tough one to, to sort of play around. But um, yeah, I don't know. I reckon they're all pretty interesting. They're all. I think we were a little bit down on them last week, but mm. they're more interesting than I sort of. When you watch the video. Yeah, once you've got a full understanding of them, they're a lot more. Yeah, interesting than they first appeared, which is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right. We anyway, we weren't supposed to talk about that. We're talking about uh, some season three changes coming up from next next year that they're going to put in. Um, something I thought was really interesting. They're, they're going to be making changes to the map rotation in ranked and casual play. Uh, in ranked, they'll be limiting the amount of maps that you will see um, that you can pick from, which is mostly decided from the tournament scene. But the casual mode will be limiting... Uh, the maps as well because they'll be removing two maps from the game which yeah. were DLC maps uh, Favela and Yacht mm-hmm. yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting change I, like it's interesting to, to remove DLC mm. uh, free DLC by the way yeah free DLC so like yeah it's, it's, it's nothing to like lose your shit about but yeah it is interesting that they're removing DLC maps and not like other maps uh, personally if I never had to see fucking uh, what is it Canal or uh, Hereford again I'd be happy but geez uh, yeah these two I'm not I, I'm not a fan of either of them in particular anyway so I don't think I'll miss them but it is just an, an, an interesting development for a game to actively remove maps uh, that they made. You know, someone actually fucking worked on those. They put some effort in and they're getting rid of it. And especially, like, yeah, two that weren't around for as long as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, The thing that they talked about, so I I thought was an interesting quote, they said, "Uh, we are quickly approaching the limit of our data sizes and this will require a rework of how our maps are stored. As a result, we are currently planning on removing maps from the game entirely down the road, not in Season 3. And we're trying to figure out 
Um, I, I spoke to Nate uh, yesterday to try and see if he knew anything about this because he did an interview with them while he was over at Gamescom. He checked out mm. the DLC actually, and um, he actually didn't know this part <laughs> at all. And so we, I don't actually understand what they're talking about when they mean data limits. Um, yeah, I didn't understand either, and I haven't seen anyone uh, question it yet. <laughs> explain it, yeah, yeah, explore it further. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, it's got some. It must have something with the packages, the size of the game, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize that was an issue. Yeah, I, and I don't like that. That's an issue. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because then that kind of means. Well, what happens further down the track when? Yeah, they want to release more when they. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I think it's cool that the idea of reworking these maps. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a strange one, eh? Because you, you kind of... At what stage do they start removing, like, maps that people really enjoy playing or, um, you know, that sort of stuff. It's... Um, like, they're always going to be favorite maps, right? Like, you're the, the old classic maps, but do they do the thing that Valve did where they remove, like, dust? Like, dust was removed. Mm. Um like, I, I enjoyed playing Yacht for the most of it. Like, other than not knowing where the fuck I was going on some instances, I still enjoyed that map. It was a great map. But how did they determine... Like, it's one of the biggest maps in the game, I feel like. But how did they determine, all right, we're going to remove this and are they going to make it smaller or something? Is that what they're planning on doing? Um, it's just an interesting um, way of looking at it. But I guess at the same time, they're looking at the pro scene, right? And what the tournament scene is doing and... And for, and taking that and then funneling it down to the normal game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, season three is going to be interesting with with uh, or year three is going to be quite interesting, I think, for Siege. All right, so we move on. Moving on. And I hope that you can talk about this next story because I don't know much about it, but uh, some really weird stuff happened over the weekend where the writer of Half Life and Half-Life 2 uh, released like a blog post about the Half-Life episode uh, well Half-Life 2 episode 3 story like what he would have had as the story um, sort of and it kind of <laughs> it kind of like blew up really quickly right I think it was like the top story on Reddit that day yeah it was nuts I, it was um, huge he, he posted it changed a lot of the names around but somebody went in there and and deciphered it. Uh, did you read it all? I did. Yeah. I, what did you make of it? I may. I thought it seemed like it wasn't complete. Uh, it seemed like a. I don't know. Like a first half or something. Yeah. Sort of type deal. Um, yeah. It's. I don't know. It. It's one of those things, right? It's sort of uh, a little bittersweet, right? Like Mark Laylaw. Uh, he wrote Half-Life. Uh, he's obviously, you know, attached to the the project. He's uh, he's got you know love for it, and uh, he he tried to pass it off on Twitter as like a fanfic with gender swap names and like you know it's it's just a an experiment that he wrote. But uh, I think all people like people were always going to read really deep into it because people are uh, like have. Yeah, yeah a, a, an attachment 
to this this series and yeah we've sort of been blue balled on it for fucking a decade mm-hmm. so i get it i get why people were fucking about it um but yeah i think it's preliminary i think it was more like an outline and yeah not not like the full dealio like obviously you know it's not the full dealio but i think it was very very top level i think it was like his vision not necessarily what the team would have looked at and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh so yeah i don't know it's it's a uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of people were reading into the last paragraph, not necessarily being part of the game story, but uh, his relationship with Valve. Yeah. That sort of makes sense to me. Uh, I you know, I thought it was just a storytelling device, to be honest, uh, like uh, like the method that he used to, to like, present his fanfic uh, for his plausible deniability, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that that theory sort of made sense to me. You know, uh, this idea that, you know, people still remember him and, uh, yeah, that, you know, at some point his, his part in that story didn't really carry on. It wasn't like he wasn't a part of the story anymore. Hmm. And... Yeah, that's a, it's a it's a little sad, I guess. Yeah. So the uh, repercussions of this, there was a thread going around the Dota um, Reddit page about how they've had an influx of people negatively reviewing Dota Two on Steam, yep. and the comments about the like uh, like Half Life Three not being released and all this stuff, <laughs> which is pretty funny, but also kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah people are getting upset there's no half-life 3 because like, of Do- and it's dota's fault Dota, yeah dota, dota didn't kill like steam if anything killed it's the wild success of steam that killed half-life 3 it wasn't dota like what like i don't know why you'd think dota was at fault really um but yeah i don't know it's it's silly that it's being review bombed mm-hmm. um yeah Anyway, um, Age of Empires 4 was announced last week at Gamescom and they released a teaser trailer, which I watched. Uh, Have they put any gameplay out yet? No, not that I've seen. Yeah, so this could be anything. It could could be. It 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 could be hero-focused like uh, Dawn of War, right? Could be a free-to-play game. Oh, geez. Let's let's not go too far. Which is why Uh, I was worried, right? Because they haven't... They haven't said anything about it. They did. They did. Um. They did a free to play version of it, didn't they? There was a free to play Age Empires for a bit. It was like a mobile version or some shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure a second one. I'm sure there was, but uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I want. I want to believe it'll be good. I want. I want to. I want to see it in all its glory and make stupid long fucking walls and like draw out games for no fucking reason and like do all that kind of shit and then get involved with like the super good players and see how they play it and yeah i I don't know i i'm excited i think it's exciting it's um it's a cool sort of concept to see that you know it's coming back again Hmm. but uh yeah all right uh, we'll see what happens with that one. 
Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out something at some stage. Uh, EB Games in Australia are trialing a game rental service in South Australia, I believe. Um, so they'll what? be- You didn't, didn't hear about this? No. no. Oh, this is why I'm on top of news. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're basically trialing it in South Australia. 20 bucks a month. Um, uh, like a, I guess, monthly servicing. And it allows you to go into the store, grab a pre-owned game, and take it home with you. Um, and then when you're done with that game, you can bring it back and exchange it for a new pre-owned game. So they're using the pre-owned like system they've got there and allowing people to jump in and, and use it as like a video game rental service now, which is Could interesting. You, do the games that ret- are returned in the seven-day rental policy... Hmm. Do they become pre-owned? I don't know. I, I would think that they... Could you seven-day rental and then return it and then be like, oh, is that a pre-owned game now? Uh, I will use it. It was Swap and Play or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Yeah? Hey. I, I don't know. Hey? Hey? Did I just did I just, did I just create some, some loophole shit? It's genius. Maybe. Maybe. Uh I think it's I think it's a good idea. Um, I know for me growing up, I did a lot of game rentals, um, like go down to a local video store, which don't ex- doesn't exist anymore, and we'd rent our games every week. We'd go down and spend six bucks on a, on a game and rent it for a week, then play through it, take it back, and get the next one. So, yep. like, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's a cool idea. Um, but I don't know about the renting pre-owned games and then bringing them back. And like a, a lot of those games, are you don't get a lot of money for turning them back in. And you, you how, how many, like, is there going to be a fucking marker on the back that says, all right, this is how many people have rented it. Like, does the value of it drop at some stage? Right. Um, cause a lot of that stuff you can turn in after a week or so and even though it's a pre-owned game it might be a new release and it'll still be like it'll only be 10 bucks cheaper or something like that 10 australian dollars cheaper it's not a huge difference but at what stage does that that price point drop after it's been through a certain amount of hands um and does that matter at all yeah i don't know i don't know if that does matter Hmm. um I don't know. This this it's an interesting concept, but uh, I think it's a fair price. I think it's you know what's it's five bucks a week. Yeah, sure. I think it's I a good know. price. I just don't like the company much. No. I just don't like their pricing models much. I don't like the fact that they fucking gouge unsuspecting customers like stupid amounts of money on new release games. Um, but I think this service is is a good start. Of doing, doing some good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Were you big um, on rentals when you were growing up? Yeah, absolutely. We were. We we basically never bought games. We were always renting games. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know if this is really a rental system. You know, I don't know. This doesn't feel like. A, I don't know. Subscription-based rental system doesn't really scan with me. There's something about it. I, I'm only just learning about it. So, I don't know. But there's something about this that seems off to me. So, 
Maybe I'll, I'll address it next week. Maybe I'll think about it a bit more and try and come back to it next week. How about All that? Right. Sounds good. All right. Excellent. Uh, and our last piece of news is one you put up here. Bethesda's making a Game of Thrones game, question mark? Yeah. Uh, there, was, there's, there was like a little like uh, rumor um, that, well, that like Target in the US had like a, a um, placeholder for a Bethesda's Game of Thrones uh, I just wanted wanted to know what you thought about such a concept. <laughs> well, is this because I didn't know anything about it? Huh? No, I've not seen know. this news story. I'm just uh, that's all there is to it. It's a rumor. Yeah, and yeah, are uh, they talking about Skyrim? Is that what's going on here? No, no. It's it's literally Target had a placeholder for a Bethesda made Game of Thrones game, and. Like people are saying that usually target in this like their placeholders are usually correct. Mm. So is it pointing to something that's actually coming out? I mean, it's it's not like Bethesda is immune to leaks, right? Like they had they leaked that other game that they didn't show anything of at E three, uh, the Star one, whatever the fuck it was. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? Would you play a Bethesda Game of Thrones game? Um. Mm. I don't know. I I feel like if it was an RPG, probably not, because Skyrim is in the same sort of vein as that world. Yeah. Um, but if it was, I don't know, if it was something different or... I, yeah, I don't know. It'd have to be something different to, like, way different to Skyrim. Or do you think that maybe they're just there's not going to be and I, I I don't know man Elder Scrolls too big right not to keep doing what they're doing with that it'd have to be an entirely different game or yep. genre you know I think they just sort of cheese it out and make a Skyrim light with Game of Thrones shit no I don't think they need to you don't think they need to well, like they they're known for making hardcore RPGs right um, yeah like unless it's something else right but I'm thinking I'm going through my head what it could be they've they've already made their or they've got their card game right yeah um is it a clicker Game of Thrones clicker Game of Thrones clicker yeah what's that uh fucking vault game Game of Thrones vaults no maybe I don't know man look I yeah I just I I don't think I well I Dragon play, Age I, they've got a Dragon Age game oh no that's EA that's Not EA bad. yeah no uh, I would play it I would play Skyrim and Game of Thrones uh, I yeah I don't know I would be interested to see what it entailed uh, I would want them like Sky like the one of the fucking hallmarks of Game of Thrones outside of this season, which is in fucking fast forward, hmm. uh, one of the hallmarks is like it's attention to detail and and like perfect storytelling. So yeah, I don't know if they'd be able to like capable of that, but yeah, I don't know if it told a story, if it gave me like a different perspective on the Game of Thrones universe. Maybe it took me back to like the the year of uh, like Amon Targaryen and shit. Like I. I probably play it just to get more out of the fucking more world of 
Game of Thrones. I actually love that the world that they've created. So yeah, maybe it could be like a third person uh, Witcher style game as opposed to a first person. Why would they Skyrim do that though? Or- when they have all the tools that they need to, they need a new churn out a Game engine. of Thrones game. Yeah, they do. But maybe this this could be their like last ditch fucking money money grab while they try to desperately make the Elder Scrolls six next one seven yeah. whatever they're up to because they haven't really done too well with the last couple of games, right? Are I you mean, nuts? Cr- critically, they've done fine, but sales wise, have they? Are you nuts? Uh, no, I'm not. It's- no, no, I'm not talking about Elder Scrolls. I'm talking about like no. Dishonored, Doom. Oh right, yeah, no, they, that they, sort they've of been. Stuff. They've been having a rough one with, uh, yeah. Prey. With their more recent games, yes. Yeah. But Fallout yeah, no, the Elder Scrolls, though, I mean, like... I know they sell stupid amounts, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It's it's a strange combination. I don't... I, like, have they done other people's IPs before? Mm, no... Um, no, I don't think they have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just an interesting little thought. Um, and we don't have any questions, so I thought, you know, that would be a good one to sort of discuss. It's okay. my question. It's my question. Is, was was uh, there anything yeah. on here that indicated when we might hear about it? Or has anyone said nothing. anything from Bethesda? No. Nope, no. nothing at all. It was just uh, someone spied this and, yeah. And I it's still to up. Know. No. Uh, it's on NeoGAF. Yeah. No, it's still up. Bethesda still Game up. of Thrones. Yeah, I went to the oh. Target website. Well, there you go. Do you think that's what it's called? Bethesda colon Game of Thrones? Oh, Bethesda's yeah. Bethesda's Game of Thrones? They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> Bethesda presents Game of Thrones, a song of ice and fire. Mm-hmm. Um, right, by Todd Howard. Narrated by Peter Dinklage. That wizard came from the moon. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, that's news. And that's, uh, that's the show? That's the show. Yes. Hey, are you away next week or what? What's going on there? Uh, no, I'm here next week. Oh. Yep. I when do you, when do you get back? Tomorrow and I get back Sunday morning. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, excellent. All right. Well, you'll have awesome stories to tell us. Hopefully. 100% Lee. Yep. yep. Motherfucker. Hope so. And yeah, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, jump on our podcast, uh, our Discord to play games and stuff. You do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm jumping on it. I All just right. want to go watch Game of Thrones, motherfucker. I told you, everyone dies. You don't Shut need to watch fuck it. Up. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Under the Gap, with the GA Podcast at uh, all those favorite podcast applications that you, everyone loves you can also rate and review us on those things it helps other people find the show if you want to send us questions you can do that on our email address the gapodcast at gmail.com or our discord page which is the gapodcast.com slash discord we've also got a bunch of voice channels in there and um, text channels where people post different things on there so jump in on that that's a lot of fun um We've got a Facebook page, which is Facebook, facebook.com slash geopodcast. We're on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash geopodcast. And all the links to everything we just talked about is on our website, thegeopodcast.com. You can find all the past shows on there as well. 
um, along with other bits and pieces that we put on there. And yep. that's all thanks to people that are on our Patreon that subscribe to memberships and whatnot every month. You rock. Patreon.com slash GA podcast. The GA podcast. If you want to help support the show, I'm running out of breath. Um, yep. Thank you to everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thanks to all our patrons. Yes. You're awesome. Uh, and that's uh, it. I think. That's it. Yep. This that is, is going up for the Patreon people at midnight on Tuesday, like in a couple hours, because we've got our Murray Rabbids um, uh, embargo. embargo. Because uh, that comes out, I think, tomorrow. Is it? I, I don't know. I think it retails tomorrow. Maybe. Um, this week, definitely. But we got um, early copies of it, so that's why we're talking about it tonight. Totally. Yep. Yep. And that's cool. it. Anything else to add? No. Uh, oh, I, f- I forgot to pimp my shit last week. I, uh, I wrote an article on Survivor about the Rainbow Six Siege ANZ Invitational. If you want to go check that out, it's not extremely detailed, but whatever. Um, survivor.com and that's it for me this week what about you awesome um, I actually I did a story on IGN about uh, about Rocket League that went really really well uh, okay. like like was yeah a wild success I thought it was going to get shit on because I felt like it was a little I don't know I don't know. It was. Uh, I, I didn't. I thought I went into a lot of detail, but uh, I just figured, you know, Rocket League people would be like, "Oh, fuck off! We already know this. Shut the fuck up." Uh, but no, they were all really positive about it, which I thought was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, I'm talking to Australia's best PUBG player, uh, and I'm having a look ahead at because uh, it looks like the Chiefs and Direwolves will be facing off in the split two finals for League of Legends uh, which is actually the dream showdown in my opinion Uh, it's the best possible showdown Uh, Legacy not quite where I I think they should be at Mm -hmm. at the end of the split so uh, yeah Chiefs vs. Diables will be a really good one Uh, and I'm having a look at yeah how that's going to shape up which is cool yeah that's on Red Bull cool yeah awesome well I gotta go as well I'm getting death stairs because somebody wants to watch Game of Thrones alright fair enough Uh, thanks for listening bye see ya